It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hey there, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. We go to the dirty areas. We go to the good areas. We go to the high percentage spots. We go to the circles. We go to the slots. We go everywhere, and now... We can even say that we've gone not just to Michigan, where we've been before, but we've gone to, and are currently in, a very special place in Michigan, and a very special house in a very special place in Michigan. But before we get into that, I must introduce the most terrified man in sports, constantly worried, constantly running, constantly afraid. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome in. It doesn't ice from the air in Florida. Okay, let's start there. Uh, we pull into town. And normally, you know, we're used to keys to the city. We're used to uh, parades, you know, ticker tape parades when we show up. Dan K shows here. Dan K shows here. We pull into town. Ice falling from the sky. It's like a horror movie. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's here as Mr. Freeze saying, prepare for the ice age. It's freezing. It's cold. I almost slipped 10 times getting into this building. But I do want to tell you this. It might be ice cold outdoors. But in this hockey rink, and I won't touch the table as Lucas looks at me, telling me, don't, don't hit the table. I can hit the table. You can actually hit the table and figure out a way to get rid of it. I'm not going to hit the table. I'm going to stay away from hitting the table. We're here in a place where the hockey action will be heating up. Why? Because we're with our third and final holiday follow challenge winner. The only two-time winner in the history of the holiday follow challenge. The only winner to do it with two different organizations. I say the only one because next year a man out in Idaho Falls with the potatoes at ease might have something to say about that with a full year under his belt. But for now, we introduce him. This guy, Lucas might be my right-hand man. This guy, this guy's pretty cool. He's uh, pretty cool. Pretty jazzy. Yeah. He's a, a fellow beard papa, along with the Dan K show. Bit of a, bit of a jazz apple of a guy. And he is, let's say, the general. Of Battle Creek, Michigan. After a recent promotion. And aw shucks, aren't I happy to see him. You're so corny. Tristan Jensen, what's poppin'? It's going great. Now that that was that might have been the best intro. We didn't work on any of that. That was amazing. <laughs> that was just it's a little like I just was kinda like, okay, they're gonna keep going. They're gonna keep going. I'm trying to think of a corner. We're never pop. gonna introduce you in. It was just yeah, I'm gonna talk yeah, yeah, all day and sure. close the show. No, I love it though. No, now coach, we're sitting here today. We're in your humble abode. Which, for folks at home, it's a boat. It's not Adobe. Okay, that's the Photoshop. It's a humble abode. Why are you looking at me like that? No one thinks that. De definitely. I've heard people say humble Adobe before. Or a humble Adobe. I've never heard that? Ne not once. Never once. Never once. You've never heard I've something? heard a lot of things in my, Is in it, my days. Let's, let's play this guy real quick. As the oldest person in this room, I've heard a lot of things, but never that. First of all, as the oldest person in this room, take it easy, all right? Stop <laughs> bragging about the famous people. Don't, don't be mad at Grandpa. Let him, grandpa? Let him have his let's ask a question. Ready? Game show. Is it play it by ear? Or play it by year. Play it by ear. Say it. Play it by ear. Lucas, play it by ear or play it by year. What yes. is the turn of phrase? I mean, I, because you're asking the question, I would default to say it's play it by year. But I've always said play it by ear. You would be correct if you said, give time for people at home to answer, shout it at your phones right now, at your phones, at your cars, whatever. It's play it by ear. And the reasoning behind that is you're doing it off the cuff. And playing it by ear is the idea that normally you would read sheet music to play the piano music, but instead you don't have sheet music, so you have to hear it 
and then just play it yourself and figure out what the notes might be. Playing it by ear. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Lucas though, because it's kind of you get like the Midwest thing. And if I'm not mistaken, he does have a very nice lady in Minnesota. So I can see where that, where that goes because like when you want to say yes, that's good, right? It's yeah, no, yeah, no. And if you want to say no, then it's no, yeah, right? Like or flip, 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 vice versa or whatever it might be. But like I get it because you get little itty bitty things. Mm-hmm. Like I I bet at some point I will sound like I'm still living in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's when I start to talk. At fast. Some point, yeah. So like I, I can see where I can see where he's at. I'm gonna defend Lucas on this one. Yeah. Now you're yeah. leading the league in I guess appearances, performances on this podcast. This is your third. Okay, oh, yeah, it's your third all time. We've talked about Battle Creek. We've talked about all these things. This is also our first ever dog interview as well. As Nornir is running around in the background, if anybody hears the pop, that's Nornir, the the unofficial second mascot, I guess, mascot junior. Well, mascot she, she was my assistant coach for I think, <laughs> four months this year, right? You know, she's uh she goes everywhere, so now yeah, she gets a podcast appearance now too. We look at this Battle Creek team. We look at where you guys are in the season. Towards the end of the year, we're coming in battle. For the Space Corn. We built Space Corn. The first trophy, stolen in Denver, Colorado. The second trophy, built by your own hands. Even better, even bigger. How important is this kind of closing portion of the season to your boys right now, leading into the postseason, into the playoffs, the first inaugural season in Battle Creek history, a team etched with your own hands here? Where are we at? Well, I think it's going to be interesting because I, I think when you look at the record, and you don't want to sit and make excuses. Don't get me wrong. We, we probably have seven, eight games we should have taken home, right? We just kind of left it on the table there. But when you're in a showcase situation and you got 14 guys on IR, I think we've played three games with our entire roster the entire year. Friday is going to be the fourth, right? We are uberly talented. The problem is, is piecing it together, right? Making sure when you when a guy goes down, you're plugging another guy in. So walking into this inaugural season, We've had to deal with so much adversity in the sense of injuries um, and the sense of illnesses. Uh, I know we just talked prior to recording this about like our captains out with mono, right? You know, we had the flu run through our room, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's you're looking at it. You're going, okay, well, we can put him here and and this guy can go on this line. And it's it's a survival kind of format. Now we're at a point where we're just playing loose, right? We're we're in a situation we've had plenty of times. I think we probably have one of the harder schedules in the country. Um, You know, I think we're in that top 10 grouping, right? Where half of our games have been played against teams that are currently ranked or previously have been ranked by you guys in your power rankings. Um, So we're battle tested and we're in a division that there's a lot of good teams. It's just who's going to be the one to open it up, right? And yes, that'll be bulletin board material for somebody that I play in the playoffs that I didn't call them great. But that's that's kind of our mentality. It's open, right? So if we can piece it together, you know, that's the beauty of this league. Can go in. Uh, all right, oh, near. Is it the pizza? Yeah, it is. Live pizza. We're gonna have to cut. We're gonna have to cut. <laughs> Getting ready. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a guy like Evan Burkle in your lineup who's played sixty games in the North American League, you, you know, you have uh, two co-captains that are three and four-year junior veterans coming from Wisconsin Rapids, right? Which we all know Marty ran a tight ship and and has had a lot of good players there, right? So like, you got guys like that. We brought in a guy Jackson Martin. This is a North American League caliber player, NCDC caliber player. Um, that just lost the love of the game, got caught in the shuffle during COVID, right? Same thing with Teddy Livingston. We added him in as well. These guys are all Battle Creek guys, right? Um, our goaltender, I, we have, I can't speak enough on Galvin, right? He's our 05, was playing Little Caesars last year, and, you know, he had to learn the, the hard way as as a 2005 birth year, right, of this is a different level. All of a sudden, he gets hot. He's our starter now, right? Had an NCDC call-up, Josh Getson, NCDC call-up with Wilkes-Barre, right? You know, we have nine kids that are moving on to the collegiate level next season, right? So we have a lot of guys that have it, you know, it's now getting a full roster, putting it together, and hopefully, you know, going on a run. Going on a run like Nordier right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely going off the background there. I mean, 
you obviously you you look at for anyone who's been watching Colonel's hockey, you know they already know the, the toughness of the schedule. But for for people who may just be looking at the record, right? They don't they 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 see a record. They don't really know how tough your your schedule's been. Playing the Metro organization, how many times? Uh, so you, if we're going to do a full rundown, you have the Metro organization. That's MHC, MGP, Metro Jets, big club. Eleven times, a quarter of my schedule is against Metro. Mm-hmm. Then you come back with Toledo twice, Hudson, Minnesota Squash, Sandy Outlaws. I mean, we can go down the list here all the way through of teams that are in a Fort Wayne. You got to play them four times, right? Cougars, you know, solid organization. Motor City's no joke, right? Like mm-hmm. they're a solid team. Realistically, there's not much. Um, I, yeah, I try to say it politely, but there's yeah. no confidence building. It's yeah. it's you're gonna you're gonna go to war right when you think you can take your nap. The artillery is coming in, right? So like, I, that's where when you get into this, and it's the beauty of tier three junior hockey. You just got to play your best hockey in late February, early March, and all of a sudden you're you're playing for a ring. Like it's 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 really one of the unique things that happens in this league. That for the for the most part, everybody's gonna get a crack at the at the crown, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the rosters change so much, right? I mean, you talk about injuries that you had to deal with, only having really what you consider your full roster for now your fourth game upcoming. You have uh, teams all across the country dealing with injuries, but also you know kind of shuffling guys in and out too, right? Especially teams with Premier and Elite or Premier and Elite and NCDC. Those rosters are going to change. So really, it's it's a great thing to be able to say, okay, September to January is kind of. See where you're at, right? Get some scouts' attention, things like that. And then from back half of January on, it almost feels like a mini season when you can kind of play for a championship, which, which, like Coach has said, is kind of a unique thing about the way this is all set up. But honestly, I kind of like it that way, right? We saw uh, Coach Milovich take his Charleston Colonials in the elite uh, almost to the championship and almost winning a championship off his back half of season success. So I just, I, I feel like you get into a space where, you know, you, you can kind of thrive off that. You can get to a good spot with a team like that. Real tricky move here by Coach Jensen, by the way, while Lucas is trying to be professional. Going to the oven, putting the four non-open Zaz in the oven. Now, what do you think that's accomplishing with nothing on? There's no heat in there. Oh, there's residual heat from the pilot light. Is it gas stove or electric? I believe it's a, I believe it's a oh, gas stove. Yeah, that better be gas because those are that's gas stove tops on top of it. Yeah, well, but here's the premise, right? Like, it just came out of the pizza carrier. It's already the box hasn't been opened, so there is residual heat inside the box of pizza. Now you put it in an oven, which is a box with one outlet spot for you know if there's smoke or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But the heat, hopefully, it will stay warm for us. So when we are done podcasting, we can enjoy our dinner. Let's go to Lucas Jones in the academic corner. Does the science work? Science absolutely works. Checks out. Yeah, I mean you can you can actually use uh, for the uh, and Dan, you would probably know this as a fellow bread guy is that if you need to prove some bread, you can put it in an off oven and the, the temperature of the oven is slightly higher. As a guy who ran a, a 5K today, I'm less of a bread guy. Well, the reason you're running a 5K is because... I became a big because of the bread. guy. Oh, you know, you can make your own bread, you can make your own pasta, you can make your own problems. That's yeah. What it's all about. yeah, once I learned how to make my own pasta, that was pretty much pretty much the end of that. I've been fighting that pasta for like a year. You guys have met Mike, right? My dad? Yeah. Mr. Jensen, right? Jesus, so he goes, he goes to like Salvation Army, right? Yeah. And he comes home and he's super excited. He brought his, he bought his own bread maker. Oh, so like, there's just times that you're just walking out, you know, it's a Saturday morning and it's like, Hey dad, what are you doing? He's like, I'll just make some bread. You know, he's so amped about it. Damn he makes his own bread, his own syrup. Like he is a mountain man. Like oh, if you, syrup? you're going to talk about like beard daddy. Wait, how does he make his own? He is beard papa. papa. Beard papa. papa. It's beard papa. Beard papa. It's beard papa. Let's say it right. And so he makes, how does he make his own syrup? It comes from a tree. Yeah. He's, oh, he's tapping the syrup. He's boiling it. It's 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 a whole thing. Is he a lumberjack? He might be. He gave me. Oh, well, he's Viking, right? You know, he's Danish. He's so Viking. I did get the call of 
you know, playoffs, when is playoffs? Do we have a week off? And I said, no, it's right after this season, you know, first weekend of March. And he's like, oh, I'll wait to tap the trees then, you know, got to be up there to, He's got, I mean, hundreds of gallons. So we'll make sure you guys get some syrup for sure. We, we love sure that. Syrup. Syrup guys. We're big syrup guys. Yes. Ryan Frew, our favorite of all time. He he paid us in syrup and beer one time to go call a game. It was our favorite. I think our favorite payment of we, all time. We can do that. You could pop. You could pull it up. You have the right syrup and yeah. the right brewskis. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> so. Just just so the league knows, you guys aren't calling any other games next year. <laughs> we, we might not have a home at the end of it, but, but no. You, you look at it. Tristan, last year we come up with a holiday follow challenge game, right? And your boys and I, Santi, come off a tough loss the night before, fall behind to Steel County, and come raging back with four unanswered goals to win in an overtime thriller. Still a picture I know that, that your dad has of, of Dan K with the hands in the air in the booth, right? There's only it's only one time a year where we get to have a rooting interest in the booth, and it's for the team that wins our holiday follow challenge. You guys are obviously taking on the clinched first place team in the division. In the Midwest East, the Fort Wayne Spaceman. This is fan appreciation night. This is a big night for these 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 age outs with your squad. It's such a huge weekend. It's such a huge game for you boys. What is the mantra going into the locker room? Is this is this a conversational weekend? Is this a speech weekend? Is this a flip a table weekend? What are we at? Let's rock. Right, like you, you saw it with my run runner teams of going and running and gunning and just we're gonna go north and we're gonna attack, 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 and we'll get into uh a little bit of a tit for tat and all of a sudden it's a, you know, I think there was a game last year with the Mullins. It was like 12, 11, right. Yeah. Um, we've tried a different style this year. Um, we're really going back to the run and gun. So for us, it's let's run. Like we're, we know we're solid. We know we have a really good team. We have the goaltending. Our decor is rock solid with veterans, age outs, guys that have proven they can play here. And some young guys that are rookies that they're going to be the cornerstone for our team following the following season up front. We know we have guys that put the puck in the back of the net. It's, it's the floodgates. It started with the Decatur weekend, right? We scored, you know, I think it was seven, eight goals in the first game. Then you get to the second game. We were on the penalty kill for 13 of the first 20 minutes. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. To battle through it, our PK's rock solid. Now all of a sudden, boom, we put up another five, another six. We get to Metro. Like, Metro's a good club, right? And when you break down, we, we talk about it. We gave up seven goals in five minutes in that game. You do that against a good club, they're going to make you pay. But for the rest of the game, you know, we, we won the third period of that game. We put up 39, 40 shots. The pieces are there where it's just... Okay, we know what we're going to have to do the next time we play the team that's that dude, right? Yeah. The Toledos of the world, the Hudsons, the, the Metros. Here, now the door's open. Goalie gets hot, right? All of a sudden, somebody up front gets hot, they score two. We're off to the races. And the last thing you want to do is give us any sort of confidence. Because once we have that, and definitely in our building this weekend, which is going to be a lot of fun, because realistically, I, I'll take out the West teams, the, the Mountain teams, right? The Utahs, the Idahos, the, the Ogdens. You know, it's a little bit different, right? They're small towns. They, they get people in, you know, in the building. We have close to a quarter million people that live in Battle Creek, if not north of that. We're still packing this. We're averaging 500 fans a night as an 11 and 30, whatever we are, right? Um, with two sellouts this year of 1,100. So the atmosphere of it is fan appreciation night. Yeah. It's going to be a war zone. Right? It's going to be, you're going to come in here. We got the drum. Yes, I finally got my drum. <laughs> finally got my drum. So I got my big bass drum, right? And it's... For us, right, it's just, let's run. Let's say it doesn't have to be, you know, angry. It doesn't have to be a, the energy that you should have is the the fans in the building, you know, with our arena, which is really cool. And, and like, compared to I say, high ceilings, people enjoy watching the game, right? right? It's not as much, in Battle Creek, these people are, they're nuts. Like, they care so much. They're screaming and yelling. You're going to hear, let's go Colonels all night long. You're going to hear people get up on a, on a penalty call and scream and yell. And, and it's just, 
low ceilings. You're right on top of each other. It's a very, very cool environment. You're in downtown Battle Creek. People will go down to the restaurants, have dinner, you know, they'll go to the bar and then all of a sudden they're coming in and they are just all about our guys, which is really exciting, you know? So I'm hoping it's going to be just let's run and put on a show and get that building rocking, try to try to raise the roof by a couple of inches just off of uh, decibels. Coach, remind the, remind the people at home how old you are. What age are you right now? 26. 26 years old. You own an organization. Obviously, you, you, that on its own, right, standing on its own hand, is it's incredible. It's incredible to watch. It's incredible to watch you building this thing in its first year. What's been, let's start with the most rewarding experience of being an owner, of having your own organization, and of doing it at what's a ridiculous age to take on such a task? I, I think the biggest thing, and it's the reason why, like we're talking about bringing back close to 15 guys next year. We've had two kids ask for a trade the entire year. Everybody else stay. Mind you, we had a weekend, and I say it because just like we talk about the successes, you have to talk about the players. We got blown out 20 to nothing in a weekend against Metro. Not one kid walked out of that locker room. Mm-hmm. So what it brings for me here is as an owner, power out power on, power out and on. Uh-oh. But this is battery power. This is battery power. We just this had a, our first ever power outage. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Spooky. Oh, you have so many candles, Coach. Yeah, 100%, right? It smells great, and you can see. Um, no, but I think the biggest thing for us is like in today's day and age, like you have to take care of the players. Like, what are we here to do? Like, I, I don't, I don't need a ring for my ego. I, I want a ring. Don't get me wrong. Just like everybody else. I want to win a natty, but I care about the college commitments. I care about the kids want to come back and play here, that they have a good experience that when they're our age and we're sitting here around a table, we can talk about our junior hockey experience and it's not talking about, well, my coach didn't care or the ownership, you know, we didn't get, you know, warm ups or we didn't have this or we didn't have that. Right. I want to provide the best facilities. I want to provide the best experience. I want the Indian experience for, uh, experiences for fans, right? Like I played nice Annie. Well, that was where I played my junior. When there's a little kid standing there wanting your autograph, like it sticks with you, right? That's what battle Creek is, right? The, 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 the kids it's, it, it's very important to them. And I guess that leads into kind of what a big announcement is, right. Is, you know, with us taking over the youth association and wanting to be. Say that again. Can we say it again for the uh, people who make the uh, official. Yeah, I think we should. Go ahead. So we're taking over the, the youth association. Now to clarify, right. The president stays in place. A little things I'm jumping in as head of player development. Um, the house program is going to stay the battle Creek Bruins. And then our travel program is going to be battle Creek junior colonels. So, you know, an opportunity for us to start getting these kids at two, three years old through learn to skate, which our team goes and volunteers with every single week on Thursday nights. And get them from two to twenty to moving to school, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's that's the rewarding part, right? Is that we get to do it our way. And I say our way because it is a lot of you guys sitting and having conversations with me. It's my players sitting and having conversations. I get to do it with my mom and dad, which is extremely cool. You know, my dad, my dad was an honorary assistant coach. Uh, you know, over the, the last weekend that we played, right? Like that's just such a cool experience that we get to do it our way and. You know, at the end of the day, like people can say, oh, well, you should do it this way. You should do it. We're going to do it exactly the way we want to do it. And if you want to be here, great. If you don't have fun wherever you're at. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really simple. And that attitude and that kind of culture that we've built has brought in that you'll see tomorrow when you guys come to practice how tight knit this group is. There's not, you know, one kid in the corner not saying a word. It's everybody's involved. Everybody's a part of it. Everybody is, you know, a piece of the pie that the record will never remember 10 years from now, but you know, what we will remember is the fans that we put in the stands and the people that cared about our players. Players are going to remember the fun road trips. I mean, I drive a 15 passenger van as my everyday vehicle, right? And it says go corn on the back. It does say go corn. It says go corn on the license plate, official Michigan license plate. But this is like, it's the life. Mm -hmm. Like I I wouldn't want to spend it any other way. And like, you got to thank guys like you guys, uh, you know, uh, coach Quenville, you know, even, you know, like Bob, right? Like Bob put his neck out there for me a little bit and just said, Hey, he's going to, he's going to do a good job. And, I'm glad that we've gotten that opportunity and 
like, like I said to you guys on the phone and I'll tone it down a little bit for this, but like, we're just getting started. Like this is talking about year one, year two is going to be better. Year three is going to be better than year two. And it's just going to grow eventually to where hopefully we're one of those programs that becomes one of, we have the seat at the table with the Charlottes and the Hudson's and the, and the Toledo's and, and things like that. And, um, we're excited for that. So now I like the idea of the kind of the mental image. And we, we tried to do a joke with, with, uh, Justin Quenville in Metro during their Learn to Skate program. When you're scouting a two-year-old hockey player uh, for <laughs> for your Colonel's program in 14 years, what what skills are you looking for? It's funny you ask that. We have a kid on the U team. Yeah, ready to go. Oh my gosh, he's pull him up, pull him up. Like we're doing. It, it was funny because I went and helped out with his AU team, and the two centers on the team were talking about teaching him a center swing. They want to start learning breakouts. Yeah, I had to show them once. Good, they got it. Wow. It wow. took my centers about a month and a half in a training camp to figure that out. But, you know, like there's uh, – when I'm looking there, you know, good stride, good build, right? Yeah. You know, room to grow. Oh, yeah, room to room grow, to grow right, yeah. right? You, um, you got to make sure to meet the parents, right? You got to see kind of what the specs might get to. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Elite Prospects has the projected points. We want to see what the projected height is. Height, yeah. body build, right? So like measuring the parents. And just real yeah, the joke's on everybody else in this league. I already have 10 kids signed for like 2035. <laughs> so. I mean, that's the thing. If you build a 2035 wagon, I mean, how does anybody stop it? Absolutely. And and it now, Battle Creek Colonels, 2035 national champions. And, and at least, by the way, Lucas, you better you better bookmark that. <laughs> that does happen. It's pretty amazing. But what I do when I ask, I mean, it leads perfectly into it. The future, right? And and the future, not just meaning 10 years down the road, but next year, maybe next week, maybe this weekend. Like, what? how do you build goals out for the future in your mind? I know you're a guy that has big sights set on the big things, right? You're a guy who's going after that, that belt all the time. Do you, do you want the hot take already? A hot take it. I'm winning the division next year. That's it. I mean, future Lucas clipped that. Yeah, future Lucas clipped that. I mean, we've, like I said, we got about 15 guys returning so far. Mm-hmm. We have another five guys signed already. Um, and it's it's built on the mantra of you want to be here, sign the paper, and let's get to work. You don't, good luck. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, that's the attitude. Right. And I'm going to say, we'll be solid. I've said before, we're going to be really good. And I'll tell you, when I figure out this coaching thing, you better look <laughs> out because I'll be there. You're all going to be sorry once I figure out what I'm But that's why we bring in like a guy like Ty Catalan, who's the all-time winningest coach at Central Michigan University's history. Right. Yeah. He took him to five straight national tournaments. I mean, like you bring in a guy like that. We're bringing in uh, Aaron Sheen. I played U16s, U18s, college with him. This guy's a maniac in the gym. Right. So our strength training program is already going to be going through the roof when it's already great. You know, like speaking of that total side note, we have the best me- like medical group. We have a team chiropractor. We have a team gym with a person. You know, the guy who owns the gym is our Can I hang coach. out a little bit? I need a team chiropractor. I need a dance. We'll take you over to see Abby tomorrow. Yeah, she's great. You know, we're with Athletico that like does the Red Wings and the Blackhawks. Like we, we have two facilities where if a guy goes down with an injury, I have him getting evaluated 45 minutes after he's hurt. Right? He's getting all the guys getting evaluated. Um, you know, and, and you just you see that stuff and you go, okay, it's only going to get better. Right. You bring a guy like Shaheen. He's just, he's a maniac in the gym. So now we got two guys that are maniacs in the gym. Right. Um, we have, you know, good relationships with different advisory groups. We have good relationships with people who just care, right. They care about the team. You guys will see that on Friday. You get to see all of the volunteers that come in, um, whether it's our billet director, whether it's Suzanne Allen, one of our billets who it started the year that my mom was selling tickets and now it's Suzanne Allen and it's her show. You let her run, right. You have, um, Abby, good family friend of ours that does all of our apparel. You have Nate who does make sure our pregame show is ready to go. Our live scoring is taken care of. You're going to meet Jeff the best personality in junior hockey. If you hear this, turn on hockey TV and watch this guy's pregame. It is unbelievable. If not, get your butt to the arena and come see it live because it gets me jazzed up. I'm ready to go off of, you know, Jeff. And so with the staff that we're bringing and hopefully now with the roster, not having to focus so much on recruiting this year, you know, they're talking about in our arena, 
making some additions that I can't totally disclose, but two and two together, good food, right? Good times. Um, There's going to be a helipad. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to be a helicopter. Everything's going to be there where, like, I made the comment to you guys, and, and sometimes people take it the wrong way, but there, there's a truth to it. You know, being this young, just like the same way with what you guys are doing, of the attitude can't be, I want to get to their level. The attitude has to be, I want to put them out of business, yeah. right? So that attitude for us is what's kind of propelled us to where we've done a lot in a year. I mean, we're talking about, we're maybe a week removed from a year of the idea to put a team together. Look at the expansion teams in the USPHL. How many teams were already existing and came from another league? How many people were planning their team for a year prior? We put this together basically in six months yep. and ran with it. The fact that we've been good and we're going to be leaving the first season good and in great shape with players financially, you know, fan base, a backing, a community, you know, community support where we're jumping now into the youth association, right? It's huge. I could talk all day. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're doing it. the guests. Do they, people don't want to hear from And them. this is the whole point of sitting at the table with you. You know, we, we come to the house, we sit at the table because we can have this free-form conversation. It's not – a lot of times when we're on Zoom, right, you lose kind of that personal touch, mm-hmm. that ability to look and see that key for when you jump in, the ability to kind of joke with one another kind of goes out the window a bit. It's a little bit – it's a little bit more open-ended here, right? And that's what we love about it. And, and Coach, I want to kind of get to – the question of you're a player's coach. Like if I had to describe you, you're a guy who guys want to play for, right? They like playing for it. And, and we see it. We travel around the country. We pay, we put our ears to the ground. We pay attention to how guys react. We pay attention to the problems. We pay attention to the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is. And guys tend to like playing for you. Younger guy, player's coach. How do you balance all that with being able to also be that figurehead for the organization, right? Because I'm sure that those moments come. It's you're working with guys 16 through 21. Those moments are going to show themselves. How do you do it all? Well, I think there's a, there's a little bit and some of our guys have learned it as of late, right? Like there's a line and you cross that line. I turn into the old school, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't need it. Go sit in the locker room. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily we haven't had too many of those situations. Right. But it's a little bit of, and it sometimes gets lost in translation. Like, yeah, they're kids, right? 16 to 20 years. They're kids. They're also young men. As a junior, I feel as a good junior hockey coach, you're not here to be their babysitter. You're here to help them make their own decisions and mentor them through if that was the right decision or the wrong decision. Right. So like there's plenty of times like with our guys in the room, I put a lot of value in my older guys. I put a lot of trust in my older guys, you know, that they're going to make sure things are under control. I don't want to know. And as long as it is an appropriate thing for them to do, you know, our older guys, they're held responsible, right? Kid wants to go out past curfew. I'm not going to the kid yelling at him. I'm going to the vets. Saying, why is this not under control? Why is this kid not taken care of? Right? Um, guys forget jerseys and things like that. Why are why is that why does that happen? Is that on the kid? Or are you not setting the tone in the locker, right? Yeah. Um, and it is a little bit of you develop a personal relationship with them, right? It's not just, you know, you have some coaches that they just they show up, they coach you, and they sit in their office and that's it. Well, I'll go sit in the locker room, you know, we'll go talk to them. Same thing with Coach Callan, right? We say we want to know what's going on in your life. Uh, there's a time and a place that it's hockey oriented and it's, it's time to go to work, you know? And there's also times that, you know, the days of kids being scared of their coaches are over. You just, yeah. you can't do it nowadays. Uh, you know, it's, it's partially, you can't do it nowadays because it's kind of wrong, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense of it, it's not the right way to go about it. Um, and on the flip side of it, if the player doesn't trust you as a coach, you're not going to get anything out of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they have to trust you. They have to know you, me being a younger guy, right? Like, we, we make it known to me and my dog, right? Like we, this is all we do. You know, yeah. you are my kids. We, we talk about sadly, like, you know, the tragedy that happened to Michigan state. We sat here with my players and it's, 
you know, there was a comment made by one of the guys that lives with me and then I, I, I started crying because you really look at us like your kids. And I said, hundred percent, like this is, this is my family, right? It was the same way in Minnesota. I'm 12 hours away from home, still two and a half hours away from where I grew up. Right. Um, they become family. And sometimes with family, you gotta, you're going to know some things that, you know, or have conversations that are maybe a little uncomfortable at times. Um, but hopefully what it does is the kid feels like he's in a good position. You know, I use, I use it as an example. We have a kid on our team who came from an organization that does it the opposite way. And when you see a kid that you bench him because he made a mistake and he's in tears, what are we do? What are we doing? Right. That's a question I ask you guys all the time. What are we doing? Is it about wins and losses or is it about making sure these kids get the development on the ice and off the ice that they need, that they get to where they want to be, do that. You know, you look at that right there and you say, okay, that's, it's not good. Like what happened? You know, what's going on in your life? And you find out there's more things going on. Right. And hopefully, you know, as time goes on, you leave a lasting impact. There's too many people, Lucas and, and Pinterest, and I mean that in this industry, cut the cake the way that benefits them in the moment, right? So they'll they'll say this this person's recruiting wrong, or this person doesn't win enough, or this person's not developing enough, or this person, but but then they won't look in a mirror, right? Now I always say when you when you've got a problem with everyone else, the real issue's in your mirror, right? That's where you look for it. And that's something that I, I kind of I pride myself on. As I start to look around, if I start being a curmudgeon, I tend to look in the mirror and go, okay, why are you so grumpy? Why are we so upset? What's the problem here? And, and we look at what Tristan's doing in Battle Creek. We look at this organization. We look at this first season. We look at this roster. We look at a group of guys who are grinding, getting ready for the postseason, grinding, getting ready for a big matchup on Friday night under the big lights in prime time with the Dan K show on the call. And you just have to feel that energy. You feel that push. I mean, the lights are flickering on and off here in the middle of an ice storm because this electric factory of a guy right here is getting ready. They just popped off. I'm not even kidding. That's ridiculous. Not even kidding. They just flickered on and off in the middle of that comment, folks. We are in the dark right now. That is the most incredible thing I've ever experienced. (laughs) Dan K is magic. I'm like, Dan is Blaine. This is the worst thing for people who have to be around Dan K since I I was a detective. (laughs) Where is he? This is my Batman moment. I can tell you right now, like, you guys talk about, like, Dan K bumps. Yeah. I think the league's in trouble because we have like a Dan K seance going on. <laughs> I just turn the lights off. Folks, I am telling you right now, we are still in the dark, which is worrisome that it's been dark for this long. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag Dan K seance. Yeah. Yeah, hashtag Dan, we might be all going back to the Dan K hotel to hang out in the hotel. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's, it's going to be, well, good thing I have, I have 14 extra seats in my van. So I'd be taking the, uh, might be taking the go corn van back, <laughs> but, but no, we, you look at it, it. It's such, it's such an incredible organization to watch grow. It's the work you're doing here. The corn, the kernel shucks. Like, it's just, it's unmatched. For the folks that want to find out more about Battle Creek, I mean, what do they do to reach out to you? How do they find out about trying out? How do they find out about playing? How do they reach Tristan Jensen? So this is this is my one big thing. If I ever have advice for other coaches, put your phone number on your website. Call me. My number's right there. Don't email me. Call me. Have a conversation with me. I want to hear who you are as a person. I, you know, I get it with, you know, nowadays there's so many different, you know, advisors. There's so many different ways that people tell you this is the right way. If you want to come play for me, you pick up the phone and you call me and you talk to me. And 90% of that conversation is going to be, who are you as a person? Yeah. Can you come in and be coachable? Can you come in and understand your role, understand what you can do to help the program? And I'll tell you what I think I can do to help you get to the next level. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, my phone number's on the website. I mean, I'm on in, the teams on Instagram. I run all our social media accounts. So if you like that and you want to, Hey coach, what's going on? Anyway, I can get a, a quick call. Here's my phone number. We're there. So, you know, that's our big thing. Coach, I want to play a game with you. We used to play this game with the Philadelphia Flyers junior hockey team. And Lucas, you know, this game, 
It's called Minor Chats. Okay, we used to have a game show that I used to play with the Flyers, and it used to make its way on the Jumbotron on some of the Flyers' home games. Two minutes long. First minute's just having a conversation, but I feel like we've already done the first minute of Minor Chats. The second minute, one minute on the clock, your goal is to answer as many personal questions as possible. It is rapid fire. Okay. Oh, the lights are back on. back on. See, I, I had the game show turn them back on. This is like when they put the spotlight on you. Do, yeah. do, do, do. Else is gonna pressure this is the worst <laughs> podcast ever to not have a video option on, by the way, Lucas. We, yeah. No, this has been a... No one's going to believe it. I, I love it. it all. Minute on the clock. So, personal questions. Okay. It's your preference. You can't get them wrong. Yeah. The goal is to answer as many as you can. And you can edit this out. You, you right? no, this, <laughs> no, this is, this you, is it. You can't get them wrong, but people have gotten them wrong. People have gotten them wrong okay. before. Okay. All right. One I, time I asked I asked a Mason Kreit, who wound up playing a little Division Three hockey, I asked Mason Kreit who his favorite, what his favorite amphibian was. His answer, the alligator. Famously, not an amphibian. It's a reptile. So that was an incorrect personal. So you can get them wrong. Amphibian would be like a fish, Don't right? tell, don't tell them. Like a fish, right? Oh, don't say that out loud on a mic. Because like a dolphin's a man. Don't say it. Don't, so don't like, say it. Let them just go. Ready? Three seconds till we go. Three, two, and one. What's your favorite soup? Oh, French onion. What's your favorite food? Oh, pasta. Who's your favorite musician? Oh, Juice World. Yeah, that's a good one. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, uh, Teardrops on My Guitar. What's your, what's your favorite amphibian? Oh, it's got to be, oh, a frog. If you could be any Spice Girl, who would you be? Uh, nice Spice. If you could be any type of bee, which bee would you be? Killer bee. Wow, that was incredible. I'm going to pause it real quick because I had to stop for a second to breathe <laughs> after that great answer. Now we're going to keep on going. Cheesecake or ice cream? Cheesecake. Uh, favorite Bon Jovi song? Ooh, uh, it's right in the heart, but you're too late. If you had to live in any state that wasn't Michigan, which state would it be? Minnesota. Why is Ohio State better than Michigan? They're not. That's incorrect. Um, we're going to keep going. If you could go to a zoo, what five animals would you want to see in one order? Oh, Jews. Bear. Eagle. Uh, hummingbird. <laughs> Polar bear. Eight seconds left. Snake. Uh, favorite concert you've ever been to? Juice World. Uh, favorite Juice World song? Ooh, uh, what's the name of the song? What's the name of the song? Lucas, if he had gotten the last one right, Six and Stone, he had a case with a million dollars old cash in it. Yeah, Lucas, but, the but you take the case, put it back in the car. Oh no, it's been fucking. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite song is Sticks and Stones by Juice World, but on his album, it's a different name. Mm. So when when I started listening to Juice World, right? Because believe it or not, as my players don't seem to understand, I am twenty six years old. I do listen to rap music. Juice World. Greatest song? Lucid Dreams. No, that's that's, that's way too song. commercial. <laughs> too commercial? Flaws and Sins would be like Flaws and that. Sins yeah. over Lucid Dreams. I can't, but I don't know what the song title is on the album. Um, and I don't know why I said snake, because I hate snakes. But So why would I want to see a snake? You're just thinking animals. I was just kind of like, he's like, five, you give me a minute, you want me to need five animals? Like I had to pause because of how good of an answer. What was the answer to the Killer B. So, Killer B was, so, that was how many, what but, B would you be if you could be a B? But here's the thing, like, there's there's some background to that, because if anybody doesn't know me, like, I just love, like, taking very vague shots. Um, okay. There might have been a team that tried to come to Battle Creek, and their name might have been the Killer Bees. We made sure to kill that idea real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is Colonel Country, you know. That's that's about it. It's my core kingdom, right? We have to defend it. Also, be sure to protect your honeybees. Okay, we don't want to hit honeybees. If we see a honeybee, those are the little guys with the little fuzzy bodies. We need those little guys. The only way you can make syrup, they pollinate. Yeah, they pollinate. Don't look at me like that. They pollinate all plants. Flowers aren't the only things that get pollinated. Okay. Okay. That's why pollen exists. Pollinate. Pollen. Pollens in trees, Lucas. Hummingbirds pollinate. Yeah, that's true. But there's not that mil- How many hummingbirds have you seen today? Oh, relax. How many Why bees you hummingbirds? I mean, I haven't seen. Well, it is very cold. You can't see the hummingbirds because they're so fast. 
I actually compare myself to a honeybee. I'm very fast. <laughs> I call myself a for anybody that knows me. That's I such a lie. I call myself a honey badger. A lot of people don't know me, so they will think that I'm like some like, super athletic guy. Yeah. Like no, no yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. All right, everyone's spirit animal, real quick. Let's get let's get the folks. We've had John twice already. Talk hockey. We've had you talk Battle Creek. We got the big game coming up. I want to hear your spirit animal. Can we? Let's go first. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm all out of BioSteel. Battle Creek Kernel sponsored by BioSteel. And Lululemon. And Lululemon. Jamiesport.com today. This is the Tristan Jensen and Lucas Jones podcast here. With our special guest, spirit animal, Dan K. Lucas, do you have a spirit animal for him? He kind of strikes me. He's trying to <laughs> trying to enhance his own spirit animal. Uh I've got two in my head. I mean, the peacock, I think, is the obvious one, right? Because I don't want to go that's there. That's a good one, though. I don't want to go there because because under this, although peacocks are under the surface, they're very menacing as well. Yeah, they're like kind of mean. They are kind of mean. You know, like it's kind of like a swan. They're beautiful on the outside, but if you get too close, they'll try to claw your eyes out. I had to fight a swan once. It was on a jet. Maybe it is a swan. That was the most like, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I really had to fight a swan. He, there was baby. He, it was a, she, she had babies. And we drove a jet ski. It was too much noise, and we didn't know there was a swan. Maybe, maybe Dan's spirit animal is a swan. Then this swan recognized an, another swan in the area and tried to fight him. Maybe it is a swan. A swan? I think a swan. A toothed bird? Are there swans and Swans are bad. I sound, I sound and you very, know very uneducated. Swans are cunning. You are very cunning. Yes. On the, you know what? Thank you guys. I think I might be a swan. Yeah. This is why we're doing well, the game. I have, I have a different animal right, that's name? very cunning and just knows how to survive. Okay. And it's not a dick because you're going to look at it and you're going to go, well, why would you say that? Of course, Jensen. The truth of the matter is, is they survive in very hostile environments. And if uh, anything were to go wrong in the world, they would be the last ones left. I, I compare you. <laughs> I compare you to a rat. A cockroach, you're thinking. No, that? no, I'm thinking a rat because, like, rats are smart. Mm-hmm. They build colonies. They love pizza. They love pizza. They love pizza. They love karate as well. Teaching karate. Not as much doing it anymore. It's past right. time. Right. Um, but those rats, they, they stay low. They stay Survivors. low. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Jeez. When it's time, Jeez. I love cheese. There's, you know, the best part is about a rat, right? Is ratatouille fun, lovable rat, mm-hmm. very great camera cook. friendly, great cook, right? <laughs> Master Splinter. Master Splinter is very wise. He's very wise. He's yes, very mm-hmm. wise. Mm-hmm. Probably thick as karate boy. But at the same time, you can be a little scary when you want to be. You can let him know. You can say, "Listen, you're gonna." I'm telling you, I feel. I, I'm glad that guy got out of there because whoever whoever stole your rocket ship. Would have been a long night for him. I like that. So, I like that a lot. Yeah, there was no, an explanation. No, no minus for me. A raccoon. <laughs> I eat a lot. A lot of garbage. A lot of trash. I eat a lot of trash, <laughs> and I got a little bit of a pouch. And it's a great time. And I'll show up at your front door, and I'll eat some food, and maybe I'll bite you. I don't. You don't know. You never know. Am I happy? Am I sad? Just a little raccoon. Question of the day: Instagram poll: Does Dan K have rabies? <laughs> let's find out. All right, let's go. Who's next? Go I, think, I think Lucas. All right, Lucas next. You want to go first? Or you go first. You can go first. You. Can... This is again not a dick. <laughs> but I think this animal is kind of modeled after what Lucas wishes he could be if Dan K poofed Thanos style out of the world. Koala. A lot of eucalyptus, a lot of a lot of alone time, a lot of time up in the trees, mm-hmm. outdoorsman, doesn't want to be bothered by other koalas. Super looks super cute and friendly. But I watched a koala absolutely level a child once in a video. Just run them over. And that's when the LJ comes out. A koala can dig into you a bit. I think I think the koala. See, I I like that we're in the same part of the earth, the Australian continent. Ooh, okay, where are we going? Um, for those who don't know, um, there is a special time with me and Lucas anytime that we call each other of tea time. We we do we do sit and gossip, uh, which is really good. And so, you know, he's approachable in that sense of like, oh, just like the rat. 
Oh, maybe kind of scares me a little bit sometimes. He's almost like a nut. He's the lovable. He's the lovable, but in the long run, I'd honestly be more scared of Lucas. You're a kangaroo. He's a roo. That's a very nice. Like, wow, look at that nice, cuddly animal there. And then kick, you know, like jumping off the tail. So I I, I would say kangaroo. And he carries me in his pouch everywhere he goes. Yeah. That is true. It is I am like a little Joey. It's it more, is. That's think why about it, it, though. It, Lucas Jones set up all the equipment. Ever since that's the rockers, yeah, I, mean, I, I just store everything. I just hang, out, I hang in the pouch all day, and Lucas goes, time to broadcast, and I hop out. I do a broadcast, hop right back in. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that visual of a, a <laughs> Lucas faced kangaroo and Dan K popping out and going, Welcome to the Dan K show. <laughs> hey hockey fans. Hey, Lucas, what animal do you think you are? Uh you know, I I was hoping that I my brain would have taken the obvious setup and the time to, to figure that out while you guys were talking. You don't have you never thought of this. <sighs> I, I feel like I feel like what's there's gotta be like a very quiet, reserved breed of dog. Is your spirit animal an older man? It's just an eight-year-old <laughs> I, When I say last week, I said I'm an eight-year-old man trapped in a 50-year-old man's body. So maybe I, I do like my quiet time, though. I like my solitary time. I like my quiet time. I like being high up. I don't mind that. Um, but I will also drop kick you. So uh, we've recently unleashed the LJ version of my personality, which is a no-nonsense, no-holds-barred, don't mess with him. If you... If you if LJ comes out, you know what you're so, so LJ's very forget about it. Forget oh, yeah. about hey, it. The, jer- the jersey in me comes yeah. out. Oh, no, not the jersey. That's I'm sorry guys, that has to be the worst state in the country. Shut up. First of all, Shut there's up. nothing good about Why not? Well, no, we are not my own house. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. I, I will I will say in your defense, there's only two versions of Jersey. Best state in the country, worst state in the country. There's no in between with us. And the reason you hate us is because you ain't us. That's, that's we got the best pizza. Okay, relax. We got the best bagels. We got cool. We got better cheesesteaks than Philly. We got better pizza than New York. Uh, well, okay. We got better bagels in Staten Island. We got better hot. We got better hot dogs in Michigan. Detroit pizza. Detroit style pizza. It's just Sicilian. We did Detroit, that already. Detroit style pizza. So much better. It's just thicker Sicilian. Come on, take it easy. I got a place Roll in Jersey. Uh, hey, Cody dogs. Take Unreal. A Cody dog. It's a first of all, your Cody dog. You know why it's called a Cody? You understand why it's called a Cody? Oh, I get that. Because and we didn't understand what they were. We just did it. No, hold on. The people who made the Cody. Where'd they come from, Dan? Hold on. They came from Greece, okay? They came over on boats and they come through Staten Island. Wonderful people. The salt of the earth, right? But they go to Coney Island and they eat a hot dog and they go, oh, gotta be called a Cody because I ate it at Coney Island. And they take it to Michigan and they misbranded it. And now, where, where is Coney Island exactly? East Coast of Fish Island? Jersey Ish. Uh, New York, New York. It's not Jersey. You know the best it's bagels. New York. Wait, so hold on. Hold the Giants on. and the Jets. Okay, well, who, hold on. Wait, wait a second. You're I don't even hear about two poverty franchises coming so from the Lions fans. So <laughs> poverty franchise, four Super Bowl championships. Eli Manning. I will not hear his name sullied on my podcast. Eli Manning is a saint. You, you're talking to the guy. I mean, you, you know what? If your teams are so good, try not winning a playoff game. Should have gone after Danny. You know what? Try it. Mm-hmm. Danny Dimes. Are you kidding me? Danny Dimes. Not Vanilla Vic, are you really going to talk to him about Danny Dimes? Much, too much money. Way too much money. Too much money. His legs are too long in his eyes. They're, they're, they're too close. It's like watching an antelope. It's, too close. Yeah, it's a weird, it's it's a weird hill. Of antelope, let's get to the spirit animal. Yeah. Oh, Tristan Jensen. You want to go first or second? <sighs> I'm trying to read this. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I have mine, and I've said the animal already on this podcast. I think, it, and it's why it was in my head. It's a honey badger. And I love it's a good animal, animal, man. So yeah. the honey badger is an animal that... Every animal in the wild thinks it can take a bite out of, right? And why? Because a honey badger, it's a little undersized for what a lion might look like or what a giraffe might look like or what a, what a warthog might look like. It's a little undersized, a hyena, mm-hmm. especially cobras, right? Venomous snakes. But what does the honey badger do? The honey badger just keeps going after honey. 
Why is it called the honey badger? Because it will go into a killer bee nest, break it open, wear 70,000 stings, and continue to just eat honey and continue to work on the task at hand. And I think that's something we're seeing in Battle Creek with Tristan Jensen. I think we're seeing that honey badger mentality, that never quit mentality, that I'm not going to give in to your whatever, whatever's in my way. I'm going to keep battling through it. I think he's a honey badger. I was going to go something similar. I was actually going to say a gator. Gator? A gator. Because of of pretty much the same reasons, right? Outlast, outplay, outwin. That's what gators do, right? They bide their time. They wait for the No, there's never been a gator on Survivor. (laughs) You just literally gave me the tagline for Survivor. It was on purpose. It was on purpose. Without last outplay. Uh, so I would like to vote out the gator because he tried to eat all of us on night one, okay? But I think a gator. I think a gator's got a thick skin. Gator. I think a gator is opportunistic. It waits for its moment. And you know what? It 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 does what it does because it's it's correct. It's been 100 million years, and it's never needed to evolve because it's it had it right from the drop. And so I, think, I think that's... Small brain. <laughs> Notoriously one of the smallest brain-to-head sizes in the animal kingdom. That's just because it's got a big head and a small brain. Can you, add, can, you, can you add bleeps into this? Yeah, sure. Because I know my spirit now. I'm an emu. Why'd you have to bleep emu? No, I'm just wait. Right? Oh. <laughs> like, history guy, right? Yeah. Teacher side of it. Oh, what did yeah. the emus do in the 1800s? The, the British. The war of the emus. They fought the British. Yes, they did. And their whole plan was the more you around, the more you're going to find out. There's your bleep right there, right? Um, yeah, it's. I just want to run my. emus do? They fought the British. <laughs> like, you know, it's just one of those things that, like, um, I just want to run my team. Out in the outback, I just want to. I want to run my team. I want to take care of my stuff. But you want to mess around? You're gonna find out, you know. And that's where the emu came in. They had guns and cannons, and the emu said, "I can't fly, but I'll I'll chase you down and I'll peck you." This is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. You can look. That's a real thing. The Great Emu War. Great Emu War is a real story, and the emus won. The only animal in history to defeat humans in a battle. Well, I think it's perfect too because it's you faced. You faced the adversity when you were trying to put together this team, right? You had you had the the British, so to speak, people who were established who were telling you, you know, oh, you gotta do it this way, right? You gotta you gotta do it my way, which is what it really is. It's not this way, you gotta do it my way, right? And you had those people coming at you from all sides, and you told them, No, I'm gonna be an email. I'm gonna go, I don't care about your guns, don't care about your cannons, I'm gonna run fast, I'm gonna jump high, I assume they jump. And I'm gonna well, do jump high. Do you ever see the hold on, have you boys seen the video of the email? With the golf ball? No. Oh, it loves the golf ball. But you Jamie, guys, bring it up. Do you guys also see? Do you guys also see that I keep referring to myself as like the super athlete? I'm a single young man. Um, so <laughs> you know, after one really fast, looking. I cannot. But but you you did right. You 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 basically bucked the system like we kind of have done right, where you have a bunch of a bunch of last generations people telling you how things have to be done. You said I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Is is that something for young people? For young people who are out there listening to this, right? We talked about the players who are listening. Young people who want to do things their way in kind of a system where that's not really allowed, quote unquote. Is there is there something like a, a mantra or some kind of advice you've got for them? It's 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 so I, I want to try to find a different way because it's so cliche, mm-hmm. right? Um, I always put it as you just go, right? People call it, you know, and I love it because I have two Wisconsin Rapids players that live here, and Marty loves this quote, right? Like burn the boats, mm-hmm. just go. There's no there is no other option. You just go. Right. And um, that's in the time frame that we've put all of this together. Like I always say, you know, the college degree helps you. It does. And I'm a big advocate for college. I was not a college guy. I went to school to play hockey. That's what I went to go and do. 
Um, and I was lucky enough that I watched my mother build a business from the ground up. Um, that, that, that woman, you know, she put in the time and the effort and at a young age, right. You don't understand it, but you sit and watch, right. You watch your dad who's going to work. He's that consistent paycheck, right. And he's, he's helping somebody else chase their dream and just happen to be along for the ride that when you sit here and you get to go and I can sit with my mom and dad every single home game and you see what it takes of what you have to do if you're going to build the business. And then sometimes the sacrifice or the P or the attitude that you make, because you want to see other people be successful and you bring that together. Well, there's your battle creek currents, right? You know, we talk about it. We have some guys that like, I would, I would love to have back on this team next year. I would love to have them here. They want to go to school. No problem. We'll get you there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Right. Thank you for being a part of this first team. Um, And just, you just got to go, right. There's going to be self-doubt. You're going to worry about it. You're going to freak out. You're going to stress. You're going to go through some times of, I feel like I'm back in college again. I eat ramen a lot and, you know, eggs and just whatever you can find. Right. But the reward of it is don't hold yourself back because you think, okay, well, I see somebody on Instagram doing this. Right. You know, I have friends that work, you know, fortune at fortune 500, you know, fortune 500 companies, or, you know, they have the nice car and the nice house and those kinds of things. And I'm content in my, my nice little trailer here, which is pretty nice, actually. Um, It is actually pretty, I was literally surprised when we went toward the place, but you know, going and driving my 15 passenger van and my dog goes to work with me every day and you get to see kids grow. You get to see the fans that this means a lot to me. You get to see the young kids that are looking up to your players. Um, It's my favorite story, like loosely of, I had a group of 10 new players ask me, Oh, you know, my goal was when I was graduating college, I was going to go play pro overseas. Um, They took that as I was going to be an NHL draft pick. Uh, I'm five, nine. And I was a goalie. (laughs) I was not playing in the NHL and that wasn't, that was not happening, but you know what? Half the 10 U team at the youth level thinks that I was an NHL guy. So that's great. Right. But it's just those experiences, right. And getting to know people. And it's just because you went, you just go, right. So just go, just do it. Just don't think about it. Just go. Mm-hmm. You can think about it later when you're taking that week off and you sit back and go, Oh man, we just got a lot done in six months. Right. So, yeah. Lucas, you touch on everything today. I think so. Tristan, your parting words. Oof. These are going to be big parting words, folks. The lights are flickering again. Strong in the middle of an ice storm. You're now two inches of ice have fallen in Battle Creek, Michigan. That is two more inches than I've ever seen before. People who listen to your podcast, yeah, parents, players, a random guy on I-90, yeah, take a second to enjoy it. Whatever you're doing, just take a second. We're going to be doing something kind of cool. In our, in our game on Friday, and it's because of the fact that I want everybody, including myself, to take a second to enjoy it for what it is, right? Even right now, like I view you guys as two of my very good friends that I've. We went back to somebody asked me the other day, "How do you know Dan K?" It's because I think I demanded that you were going to interview me in Boston for at a showcase, and I demanded it. It wasn't. I think I asked you guys forty times. I'm like, "Are we ready to go here?" Um, but we've gone from that to now. We're sitting in my house talking hockey and it's the second time I've had you guys out with the holiday follow challenge. It's the third time I've been on this podcast. Sometimes you have to just take a step back and enjoy the moment. You know, what's the quote from the office that Andy says of, I wish I would, I wish I would have known these were the days in the days. Yeah. The only way you can do it is to take, take a step back, evaluate it, enjoy it, be grateful for it. Blessing in disguises are everywhere. I got my first coaching gig cause I blew money out. I thought I was going to play pro hockey. I thought I was going to be a hockey player for the rest of my life. That was my identity. I got a chance to coach. Um, you know, that's a team that I left a lot on the table for that I coached at and the people are great out there. And I wish I could have done more for them. 
And it's a blessing in disguise that now this comes about right here, right? Where now I'm sitting here and I go, wow, yeah, I own a team. That's pretty cool. I coach a team. I got a group of 29 guys that at the end of the day, I hope I hope they call me 30 years from now and say, hey, you know, my kid just graduated high school. My kid's going to go play junior. You know, little things like that. You got to take a step back. Don't Don't wait until you're old and decrepit to think about the good times. Enjoy them now. It goes perfectly with my words because my words go along with some of the crazy tales from the road. Lucas and I have had plenty of them in the years, right? And recently, Dan K has been working a lot harder on stopping to smell the roses, right? So many times we don't want to, we don't want to pat ourselves on the back. We want to look and say, job's not done. Job's not finished, right? Nornir right now may be saying to us that our pupper here on the show might be saying that job's finished and she's ready to go. But we always, we always want to look and say, you know what? There's still more to come. There's still more to do. There's still more to accomplish. I had a real smell the roses moment, and I'm sure Lucas did as well, as I was in tears watching money flow in after a robbery in Denver, Colorado. We woke up on a road trip, about to start an 18-day road trip, an 18-day road trip covering over 21,000 miles, five flights, not counting the one going home and the one going to, so seven total, four different rental cars, 18 days in hotels, crashing on couches when we need to. And we open a car door on day one and everything's gone. The entire show, the entire business, the entire model of what we do, every investment we've made stolen in an instant by somebody who just decided I want, not I need, not I need to grab this, not this is going to help me, but somebody decided I want. And Lucas and I needed to help people, right? So we, we, were just, we decided in that moment, we'll bankrupt ourselves. We got to buy all this stuff on the road. And in a moment of upsetment, of disappointment, of weakness, we finally looked and we've never asked anybody for anything. We said, let's just see what happens if we put a GoFundMe out there. If nothing happens, good. I'm glad no one reaches out. I'm glad we don't take anybody's money. Next thing you know is Nornier's fired up. $5,000 later, Lucas and I are looking at each other in tears, just wondering how incredible this hockey world can be. Folks, smell the roses. Pay attention. Because that was a moment for me that that led a, a bookmark, a checkmark, in our journey as a show, as a business, and show just how big of an impact we've been able to have, just how much we've been able to do for players, coaches, scouts around the planet, and just how much we want to continue to do for you guys. And there's a lot to come. There's a lot more to do. I know for the Battle Creek Colonels, there's a ton coming down the road. Stop, smell the roses, appreciate yourself, look in the mirror. And if you go to smell the roses and you realize that your garden's bare, you better start planting. Find the seeds, find the water. Let's get tilling some soil and let's get to work. Dan K's on the mic. It's always hockey night. Remastered Sleep. Go to remasteredsleep.com today. 10% off at checkout. That's Dan K Show as the coupon code. It is the water bottle of your dreams. Oli Kolzig, Washington Capitals netminder, director of player development for those Washington Capitals. Guess what? He heard about it from us in Ogden. As Lucas coughs through my read. He heard about it in Ogden, and he went and got himself a water bottle to stop that snoring with just a sip. It's magic. We rem boys. The water bottle of your dreams go today. Remastersleep.com. Body trick. Get the smell out of your hockey gear. Stop keeping it out in a car in an ice storm and bring it inside the house. Body-trick.com. You go to the day, you get the penalty kill spray. Guess what? I got hairspray for you. Body-trick.com. We got a little bit of, of some soap, some charcoal soap. Body-trick.com. And if you are a coach or an owner of a team and you want a little box for the boys to make them smell nice next season, you can reach out to our friends at Body-Trick and they'll give you the Dan K locker room package. Body-Trick.com. Today, bring your team to the best smelling places of junior hockey lore. GMU Sport, protein powder, pre-workout, everything you need. GMU Sport will take you to the next level. It'll pump you up. 
and you can get 50% off still as of now, USPHL 050 at checkout, or use a normal coupon code, USPHL22, if you're watching this later on, USPHL22 for 22% off at checkout on anything you order. There's also a trip to Hawaii on the line coming up in the next two weeks. If you sign up for three months of any product, there's a trip to Hawaii on the line. Selly salt, sprinkle it on your next meal. Guess what? You sprinkle it on a steak, on a chicken, whatever, you're going to be Bar down Selly in your next grilling meal, especially as the summer draws near. How about the Pueblo Bulls? Run with the Bulls. Our presenting sponsor, Jerry Wilhite, the biggest beauty in all of hockey. Tristan, you're raising your hand as we close the show. Well, I had two things. Now I have three. The first thing, nobody's stealing that trophy. For those of you'll see a picture of it. It's five feet tall, four feet tall. There's no way that they can Space corn. Space corn. The second thing, you're in my house and you're doing a Pueblo Bulls ad read. We're wearing Pueblo. I, know, well, that, no, I thought that was that was said, gutsy enough. What we said was run with the bulls, uh, the presenting sponsor, the Pueblo Bulls. But and it's not Pueblo, it's Pueblo. As the mayor of the city okay, now, well, because I got the key to the city, it's Pueblo. Well, I will say, solid organization. They do a great job. Now, my, my third thing is is the ad reads are so impressive because for the people at home that don't understand this, there is no piece of paper out in front of this man. No. All of a sudden, we're thinking like, okay, maybe it's going to be Lucas's party words. Nope, ad read. And he just gets into it. Can I do an ad read? Go ahead. For the Battle Creek Colonels, may I do an ad read? Go ahead, do an ad read. Okay. You're a sponsor. Go ahead. Do you like hockey? Do you want to score goals? Do you want to play college hockey? Do you want to play in front of fans? Do you want a gym membership and a Lululemon jacket? Battle Creek Colonels, they might be for you. Try out today at www.battlecreekkernels.com backslash become a colonel. And we will see you at one of our three prospect camps, Mount Clemens, but not Mount Clemens. Oh, I messed that up. Go that's Metro's. Going. That's Metro's rink. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> not Mount Clemens. Troy Sports Center. Okay. Tryout. Suburban Ice East Lansing, Lansing, Michigan. Tryout. And the Rink Battle Creek. Bring your talents here. Let's see if you can make it. No elite. No NCDC. It's one club. You're here to make one team. That's it. I'm going to try it with my here. So I always like the Chevy Tahoe commercial. Let's <laughs> try it with a Chevy Tahoe voice. Are you a hockey player who fancies himself a winner? Born and bred to put the puck in the back of the net and dish out some big hits? Do you bar down and selly with the boys every chance you get? Well, guess what? Battle Creek. That's the answer for you. The JD Power Associates team, team of the year. <laughs> I mean, they do give awards for anything. See, now I went with like you watch that. JD Power and Associates. Yeah, right? but like you know, like the you ever watched it Saturday Night Live? It's Keenan Thompson's uh, David Ortiz, like the. Oh yeah. I mean, they make a cup. I sponsorship. You ever have? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just kind of like a. Do you like hockey? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to come and play hockey? Well, that's it. Go play hockey. Battle Creek Colonels. Tristan Jensen. Big night coming up Friday night. You're listening now. Tune in tomorrow. You're listening in the future. Go back and watch it. Hockey TV, Fort Wayne Spacemen, Battle Creek Colonels. It's Space Corn time. Someone's taking it home. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.